Hello, 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 everyone. Hello, and welcome back to the Thank You for Laughing podcast. I hope you can hear me okay. I'm driving, and I always say that. Oh my gosh, I always say the same things at the beginning. (laughs) Um, I am driving um, somewhere, and it is a winter wonderland, so I have my heat on. And you might hear some background car noise, but I am a very loud, spicy Italian woman, and so you should be able to hear my voice just fine. My name is Stephanie. Thank you for listening. Thank you for laughing with me today. This is a Thank You for Laughing podcast where we make light of life because life is way too short to not have a good time. Am I right? So... On this podcast, we talk about a lot of different topics. Honestly, we talk about whatever is just on my mind and heart that day. But the whole point of it and the whole point of my mission as a business owner, as a woman, is to help you have more fun, love yourself more, and just have a more fulfilling and happy life. And I know that might seem broad, but I also feel like a lot of people are not so focused on um, on that, and so that is what I do. And it's not in a toxic positivity way. It's not in a spiritual bypassing way. It is looking your problems in the face, your challenges in the face, choosing to see them a different way, choosing a better attitude when you look at them, and choosing to solve them. And I truly believe that you can have a happy life, a beautiful life, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, how you've been raised. We're all different and we all have different backgrounds and we've all had traumas and obstacles. And it's really important that we make the choice. Like people say that happiness is a choice and I do believe that, but it, you can be happy and sad at the same time. And a lot of people, I mean, especially nowadays, everyone is obsessed with putting everyone in a box, judging people based on this or that label. Um, I am a very eclectic, I guess I would say. I don't know the right, the right word, but I'm just, I'm the type of person where like you can't fit me in a box. Like I'm part of this group and I'm also part of that group. I like this about this side of things and I like that about that side of things. And there's things I don't like on both sides of any issue. Um, I'm just a very, I'm in, a, I'm in, a, I'm in, an, oh my gosh, I can't see this. Okay, hold on. Yes, I can. Yes, you can do it, Stephanie. I am an opinionated person but I have a lot of different opinions and I also change. I change. I've changed a lot over the years. I'm still changing. I'm still evolving and that is okay. And I think that we just as a society, and I think it it might be like a safety mechanism, like something we needed back in the caveman days when You know, one of our instincts was like, okay, I need to size up this person to make sure they're not going to kill me and steal my food. What group are they a part of? Where do they stand? And being able to pinpoint, is this person safe or not? But now we have evolved so much as humans and that is why, okay, I I didn't know what I was going to say today, but I didn't know I was going to say this, but that is why I have a really hard time 
taking taking the Bible at face value, taking pastors and preachers and priests' words as the ultimate truth because there are so many things can be interpreted in so many different ways. The Bible was written so long ago. There are pieces missing from the Bible. We don't know what the original version even was. We've never seen it in this lifetime. Um, it was humans that wrote the Bible. It was humans that edited the Bible. All, you know, all white, straight men. Um, so we have a very narrow, specific viewpoint or we are raised with a very narrow, specific viewpoint of God and Jesus in the Bible because it stems from those very specific people who wrote the Bible, the people that translated the Bible, the people that distributed the Bible, and then the people that are now preaching the Bible. And it's almost like a game of telephone, too. It's like how much of it is accurate by the time it gets to your ears, right? So... For me, it's really important, and I've been able to build this up over the last several years, especially I would say the last one to two years have been absolutely pivotal to my self-growth, my transformation, my spiritual growth, my spirituality. Like, I don't need to ask anyone for advice. And that was actually, I mean, once in a while, obviously, if I don't know how to like do something specific, like, hey, how do I you know, I don't know, something online, like, believe it or not, sometimes I don't know technical things. But, um, but I mean, like, if it's like a big life decision, if it's something, if it's like a career decision, if it's a, a dating love decision, if it's, uh, you know, if it is something big that has to do with my identity and who I am and what I want to do with my life as a whole, like, I know who I am and I know what I want and I know, what I deserve and I know what and and I'm and I'm brought if I'm open and and ready and willing I am brought the directions the instructions on how to get there and I don't need to go and ask every Tom Dick and Harry who I think is better than me or more spiritual than me or closer to God than me because I have God inside of me God gives us access to the Holy Spirit and something that the church and my church folks might not like this episode (laughs) if they even listen to my podcast but I do I I am pretty involved in my church but something that the church does not as a whole and again this is not like every church across the board but like as a whole on average what we see what we've been raised in the church does not want you to think for yourself the church is very much about about group think the church is very much about this is the Bible, this is what it says, this is what it means, and this is what you're supposed to do to be a good Christian. And instead of just looking inside yourself and praying and speaking to God and developing that personal relationship, like God is going to tell you. Like you don't need all of these other sources to tell you. And I'm not saying that you never need help. I'm not saying that, again, I'm not saying you never ask how to do certain things or whatever. But, like, 
And, and especially if you're, you know, if it's early in your spiritual walk, if you're like brand new to this type of thing and you have no idea like where to even start or how to hear God or how to speak to God or whatever, like obviously like you need some guidance. I mean, I would be very careful with who you seek out guidance from, um, you know, and pray for discernment on that. But there gets to be a point, and I think it also is a decision too, like it's a decision to, to, like you need to decide that you no longer need to seek out outside validation. You need to decide that, you know what, I'm to the point in my life where I don't want to seek out everyone else's advice and guidance and wisdom. I'm choosing to look within because God is inside of me. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. I'm, I'm choosing to look up to heaven. I'm choosing to look down within me and I will make my decisions and live my life based on that because we are all human. And the older I get, the more human I realize my parents are, the more human I realize my mentors are. Like you start to see, oh my gosh, like why was I putting this person on a pedestal? Not that you shouldn't look up to people and be inspired by them, but we're all human, right? And, and we've all made mistakes. Some of us have made bigger mistakes than others. Some of us have made more mistakes than others. I'm talking about myself here, but we're all human. And even though we can all learn from each other, we also need to learn how to trust ourselves. And the more I'm learning about the church and the way that, the more that I'm, I don't even know how else to say this, but the more I'm becoming woke, quote unquote, um, I don't even know another word to say it. But the more I'm becoming enlightened, the more I'm becoming like opening my eyes to see like what is really going on in the world and the spiritual warfare and how the, ch the church treats certain people and certain groups of people and how people are treating me based on decisions in my life. Um, it's all very interesting and, it, and it, it's so important that we learn to trust ourselves because when those humans do something to hurt you or something happens, like I know there's a lot of people that are completely against organized religion, even though they believe in God, they love Jesus, they have a relationship with God, they consider themselves Christian, but they don't go to church because they don't like organized religion. And that is completely fine. I think that's completely fine. And people will disagree with me. Some Christians will disagree with me and say, no, the Bible says you have to go to church. You have to be in community with other Christians. So, you know, that means you have to go to church every Sunday. And if you don't, then you're not a real Christian. Um, I think that's bullshit. I think that Jesus himself, actually, I know if you know anything about Jesus, the person, he was never in the church. He was the one traveling and speaking and with his homies out helping people. Like he wasn't just sitting in the church all day. He was, he was never there. Um, I think the only time he was there was when he was flipping tables. So, I mean, I don't think that's correct at all. Um, but that's obviously just my opinion. Um, 
But I think that we, I, well, I know and I believe that we need to learn how to trust ourselves because when those other things and people fall away, when they betray us, when they hurt us, when, because no one's perfect and it's going to happen at some point, whether it's at the church you're at now or a different church or, you know, a lot of people, they have a bad experience with the church and then they, you know, unfortunately, sometimes those people don't want to be a Christian anymore. There's people that leave the church and they're still Christians. They just don't like organized religion. And then there's other people that leave the church and they never want to go back to being a Christian or even think about it, look at it. It taints the, the image of Christians so bad. And that is so sad. And it's so twisted the way that Christianity that is supposed to be about like love and light and all this shit is like so hateful. So just clickish and you know holier than thou and I mean it's like it's like the who are they like the Pharisees or something like it's like those people in the Bible that hated Jesus like the real the religious leaders in the Bible that hated Jesus and wanted to kill them those wanted to kill him those were the people who were always in the church who were living by the book who like worshipped the Bible that's really the thing that I have noticed lately is Christians that worship the Bible don't worship like like the Bible like they see the Bible as God they see the Bible as God like I read my Bible every single day I believe that the Bible is important I believe that it's part of Christianity just like churches are part of Christianity just like praying as part of Christianity. There's certain things that are part of Christianity, but they are not Christianity. And if you actually love the Bible so much, then you'll know that Jesus said that the only the, the only way to get to heaven is through him, through relationship with him. It doesn't say that you have to read your Bible every day to get to heaven. It doesn't say that you have to go to church every Sunday to get to heaven. It doesn't say you have to pray all the time to get to heaven. It doesn't say that, you know, do these things or don't do these things and you won't get into heaven. Like that is not Christianity. That's legalism. And so, and yes, there's a balance. Like, obviously, you know, we want to be decent people. But the people that, and I posted, uh, I think it was like a TikTok or something. Sorry, I'm taking a sip of coffee. But I think it was a TikTok where it was like, Karen goes to hell. And it was really funny. And, um... But it was so true. It was like, you know, we all know the Karens who are super judgmental and holier than thou and think they're better than everyone else and, you know, racist and sexist and all those wonderful things. And it was like she couldn't believe that she went to hell because she was like, well, I kicked out my transgender child out of the house. Like, wasn't that the right thing to do? I, you know, and she was mentioning these like horrible things that a lot of Christians think is the right thing to do. And again, if you look at Jesus, he was hanging out with the rejects, the outcasts, the people that were quote unquote sinful, the people that were doing things that they weren't supposed to do that weren't right for the time or whatever. You know, back then women couldn't even I mean, I don't think women could do anything on their, on their own. I mean, women couldn't even vote until 100 years ago. Women couldn't open their own bank account until the 70s. Let that sink in. And Jesus was talking to women, and oh my gosh, this is going to make you cry. Jesus was talking to women, and he was 
not just talking to them, but like he used women in really important situations. Like he, you know, like the woman at the well and like the women that saw him when he, like the, the first people that saw him when he rose from the dead were women. And it just pisses me off so much when people shun women for wanting to be leaders in the church when people say that women shouldn't be pastors, when women, when people say that women shouldn't do X, Y, or Z, because that is not who Jesus was. That is not who he was. And so that is why I'm so passionate about what I do, because it is so important that women have that autonomy and that authority and independence and are able to think for themselves and trust themselves and look within and look up instead of across, instead of, instead of at other people, you know, men or women, like we are strong enough and smart enough. We're, we're, we're adults, you guys, like we are not kids anymore. We don't need our parents' permission. We don't need our pastor's permission. We don't need the world's permission for anything. And unfortunately, people are going to disagree with that. And you're going to have people that don't like those boundaries. You're going to have people that don't like that you're thinking for yourself and being your own individual person because God forbid that you actually live your life for you and not for what the majority wants from you. But... I was definitely not expecting to cry on my podcast. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that before. Um, But yeah, I just am so passionate about this and I'm going to become more passionate about this. And this is going to be something that I know is going to be a common theme for a while because I just know that people need this message and, and I'm not saying that men are not in controlling relationships with women or their mothers or their fathers or whatever. Like, obviously, this is across the board. But when we look at history, when we look at society, when we look at the timeline of how things have happened, um, and, you know, even with race and things like that, you know, interracial relationships weren't legal until the 60s. Gay marriage wasn't legal, or not relationships, but, you know, marriage. Um, Gay marriages weren't legal until, well, I don't know, interracial relationships might have been illegal too. I don't know about that, but I know that um, marriages weren't legal until the 60s, and then gay marriage wasn't legal until five years ago, I believe. I believe it was 2015. I looked it up the other day. It was um, gay marriages made legal in the United States. Like, you guys, it is very obvious who has been oppressed. It is very obvious who has been oppressed. Like, literally, just look at history. Like, there, like, there is no reason to be like, oh, well, what about white people? What about straight people? What about blah, blah, blah? Like, we live in a straight white world, you guys. Hello. Like, please open your eyes. And we know who's been oppressed. Like we can see it. It's everywhere. It's very obvious. And if you still don't see it, I just really encourage you to, I encourage you to pray on that. And I encourage you 
to do your own research. Don't listen to what your parents and your friends and your siblings and your teachers and preachers and everybody have been telling you your whole life. Like, do your own research. Do some Googling. It is very easy. It is very easy to wake up if you want to. But, like, you have to take that step. And I believe that... And I'm seeing changes being made. I'm seeing a lot of changes being made, um, mostly internationally, mostly not in the U.S., but there's a lot of changes being made for acceptance and more more inclusion and all these things with people that have been oppressed, but um, we still have a long way to go. And I just, like, my mission and my dream, like, my ultimate goal, like, if you were to pick, like, one thing, I mean... So my career dream is to travel the world writing and speaking and being a best-selling author and having conferences and retreats and stuff, but that'll come. I wanted to be Rachel Hollis before Rachel Hollis existed, so, um, you know, she plagiarized that, so you're welcome. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but seriously. Um, When I was seven, I wrote in my journal that I was going to change the world with my journals. I was like, someone's going to read my diaries one day, and it's going to change their life, and now I write online. So, um, I'm going to post about that at some point. What was I saying? I don't know. I started talking about myself. Sorry, Aries Sun, Leo Moon. Give me a second. Um, so my mission, like my greater purpose, my mission is I want the church and Christianity and Christian organizations to look completely different by the time I die. That's what I really want, is I want it to look completely different, like you won't even recognize it. So I want to encourage you that change is good. Change is good. I mean, Jesus created change. Jesus was a a world changer, a world shaker. Like whether or not you believe that Jesus was the son of God or if he was just a prophet or whatever you believe, like Jesus was a real person and he changed the world. So he did, he did not come here to stay quiet and sit still and just go to church every Sunday. Like, that's just not what he did. And I know that we can be that Jesus, the real Jesus, for other people, which means building a longer table, which means having diverse a diverse community not for the sake of you know oh I need more black friends so I'm gonna go find a black person and become their friend like no be authentic hello just be normal be real but like just look around you look around you and ask yourself am I Am I in my comfort zone a little too much? Am I in my little bubble a little too much? Like, am I really seeing the world for what it is? And am I willing to change it? Because Jesus would have changed it. I'm telling you that right now. Like, Jesus would be here and... I got to be careful about what I say, though. Um, (laughs) I believe that Jesus would be on the side of inclusion and acceptance and loving your neighbor and that's what I believe and 
I'm willing to risk everything to believe in my truth. So that is all I have to say for now. But I would love to know what you thought of this episode. Please DM me on Instagram at when you're bold. And I love you so much. Have a beautiful day.